Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Read the Comments, the podcast that takes a look at the stuff that people are saying online so that you don't have to. My name's Katie and as always I'm joined by my co-host Ken. Hello. Every week we take a look at a few of the stories that have done the rounds on the internet in the past week or so and more importantly what people are saying about them. If you'd like to get involved remember you can tweet at Don't Read Pod you can send us an email at don'treadthecommentspod at gmail.com or drop us a line on our Don't Read the Comments Facebook page. Ken, how has your week been? Oh, uh, holiday cover, cover for everyone else. <laughs> just just want the unremitting cover to end. <laughs> yeah, I've been just plodding along, still working at home, still doing my thing. Went and got drunk in Aberdeen at the weekend, which was fun. Yeah. First since pre-lockdown first night out since pre-lockdown so it was it was nice it was good fun uh-huh. but it's um yeah normally uh, when I have a night out in Aberdeen I'm getting home at about four in the morning and I was home by before <laughs> half ten so mostly because the pubs aren't open any later than that yeah I don't, I don't know if this is a national thing or if it's a you know a Aberdeen City Council thing or something to do with the licensing board but it seems that most if not all of the pubs in Aberdeen had a 10 o'clock close on Mm -hmm. Saturday night whereas obviously as you and I know they would be open until maybe one in the morning midnight at least um so it was a bit of a change but it was it was a good time anyway let's get on with this week's show I know we've got a few topics that are quite funny so do you want to kick us off with the first one so, in Lad, Lad Bible, um, the alarming man steals three-foot dildo from Las Vegas sex shop. So, uh, a man's been caught on camera walking at a sex shop in Las Vegas and, and nicking a three-foot tall dildo, apparently called Moby. Um, re- yeah. Retails at $2,000. So, in the clip, the man can be seen entering the shop in broad daylight before approaching, approaching the whopper of a fake penis and picking it up. <laughs> Plops it over his shoulder like he's carrying he's carrying a wood a joist. He's going to say uh, who's carrying wood. A two he by is. four. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, and and then wanders out. And and, and, and it nobody, weighs forty pounds. And nobody thought to stop this man. <laughs> well, you're probably so flabbergasted. Jeez, so. On, yeah, on Lad Bible, there's there's a video, uh, there's video footage of him uh, wandering in. Um, it, it doesn't so much look like a dildo as as a bollard for street furniture. I mean, stop cars getting into your drive. It must it must be purely for decoration. Well, that's described. That's discussed, I should say, at length on the uh, Lad Bible <laughs> Facebook page. No pun intended. Hey, yeah, so I don't, I mean, I quite like the comments. So the the sex shop in question is called the Deja Vu Love Boutique. And a spokesperson said, sadly, the pandemic has encouraged even the scummiest of scumbags to, ske- to steal the strangest projects for products from innocent businesses. This landmark item in our store is worth Nearly $2,000. So if you happen to see a three-foot penis sitting around, please turn in the six-foot-tall dick who stole it. 
Now, some top punnage in the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie says, uh, so rude. Not only, me, Katie. A, uh, uh, only a dick would be this hard of a criminal. Um, this store really got the shaft. Uh, figuring out who did this is really just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> After finding the prick, you have to examine the statue to make sure it's still erect and not soft in, in, in spots due to damage. <laughs> uh, police say the suspect may be sitting on evidence and it's unlikely he'll come quietly. God. They will easily find him. He will be walking funny. Well, if it's for himself, yes. Yes. I wouldn't I wouldn't thank you for it if someone gave that present to me as a present. <laughs> um, we've all been there. Let's not be too hypocritical. Uh, I doubt they're hurting when they when they can't even be arsed fingerprinting when you uh, your house is broken into. If that's uh, all they come out to. All right, so there's a comment about the police. He would have a whole, like, a burned-out castle after sitting on that. <laughs> like a ripped-out fireplace. <laughs> um, well, at least he's been safe and had a face mask on. <laughs> um, and then there, there's plenty of gifts of people walking in peculiar manners. Mm-hmm. Um, Can replace it with mine, same size, willing to give it. Oh dear me. Not much girth uh, to this story. The lad was just dicking about. Way. He will steal a whole trunk, truck of lube next. <laughs> Won't see that again. Going to be three feet deep in a six foot guy. No chance. Well, until he gets to hospital to have it removed. Yeah, that, that's. Um, <laughs> there's probably emergency room doctors in, in Las Vegas counting oh, the license God. they went on that night or something. Is this crook still at large? Is he considered a hardened criminal? Thanar! Um, oh my god, I've never heard of an orifice be- named this before. Whoever can fit that up their fun tunnel should be both ashamed and <laughs> proud. <laughs> um, <laughs> they must only wait to the hospital until he comes in, yeah, the emergency room. <laughs> Shouldn't be too hard to find. Look for a guy walking like John Wayne. Okay, this is a really in-depth comment, which is really interesting. So Chris Breslin has tagged someone called Anthony Robertson in this comment. Anthony Robertson, remember when you dressed as a dildo for that fancy dress party in Tenerife and that hen party full of elderly Russian women kidnapped you and took you back to their apartment? That one called Svetlana must have rubbed herself on you for about three solid hours. No wonder you came out with pink eye. Thank God the local police helped us rescue you after they realised we weren't joking. Bit heavy that they stormed in with armed police, though. I think that was a bit over the top. What a night it was. Wow. <laughs> well, that, that's worth a lad Bible story in itself. Well, this is it. Anthony Robertson has replied, once again, mate, you've outdone yourself with another lad Bible tag of me. Someone has said at least the guy wore a mask when he stole the dildo. <laughs> um Someone, uh, Trish Ashmore tags Claire and says, remember when we got punched in the back laughing in that sex shop in Amsterdam and then the guy frog marched us out the door calling us, see you next Tuesdays. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, what the fuck are you doing in a sex shop in Amsterdam that warrants you getting kicked out? I mean, for goodness I sake. Know. Absolutely. Um, 
the guy must have needed a doorstop. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's impressive when you see it. It is. I mean, he must be. Um, and people are, I don't know, the dick, then the dick who stole it is still practicing with it. <laughs> That's really ballsy of him. <laughs> And 30 minutes later, he was detained in A&E after falling on it by accident. Yes, I slipped onto this hoover. Police were there in a stiffy, I mean jiffy. Uh, Hard-hitting journalism right there. He's in for a (laughs) stiff punishment. (laughs) The guy needs to stop dicking around and return it. He's got a cocky walk about him. See, I love stuff like this because this is like the kind of this is the kind of post that in the grand scheme of life is not too serious so everyone can make a joke out of it. Yeah. Someone's put a picture of Kermit the Frog with his hands separating his puppet hole going, found him. Ah, the the puppet goatsy. Don't Google that, folks. Oh, don't Google that. Um, such it's, a dick move. Uh, it's funny because I was listening to this podcast, and this is going to sound really horrendous. I was listening to this podcast, and they were talking about how um, you can get horse dildos. Dear me. And I'm like, I mean, that is not three foot, but it's a hell of a size, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. And even that sounded eye-wateringly impossible, let alone this. I mean, this thing, it's not even that it's three foot tall, it's about a foot and a half round. The girth is, uh, yes, girth is <laughs> always a thing that's attributable to uh, these sort of members. Well, this is it. It's I, I don't know, but I mean, the fact that it's, right, see if it was like the window display. Yeah. But it's actually for sale. According to that article. Yeah. So. You can only imagine. Maybe it's because like Vegas is like hen party and stag do central or something. Yeah. But who would pay two grand? For for a (laughs) bit of a. You know like you you get the blow up ones. Yeah. You maybe get for like a fiver that you take on a hen do or something. That's one thing. But to get a two grand. It doesn't even say what it's made of. It might be quite heavy. What did you say? Forty pounds. Yeah. That's not easy to carry. Eighteen kilos. That's like a child. <laughs> yes. That can't have been easy. The fact that nobody, like a security guard, a staff member, didn't come up and say, "You got a receipt for that." <laughs> People, a lot of people in Lab Bible are tagging their pals, going, "Come on, mate." Yeah, I was, I was just, I was just chuckling at some of them. Um, <laughs> so it's like, Sarah, just take it back and stop being childish. Look, you didn't tell me you were going to LA. It's uh, Las Vegas, Damien. Yeah. Um, Ethan Grogan, tell your dad he had better hand himself in. Yeah. Turn yourself in, Rohan, before they catch you. I think it would be funny like I you know I have family in the police and I would love to hear about some kind of the weird shit like this that they maybe have to come across no pun intended (laughs) but oh no that was a good one I quite liked that one so if anyone has seen the three foot tall dildo 
then please return it. Yes. He did it in broad daylight as well, which is another... Like, you've got to have some bottle on you. Oh, aye. But then maybe he was just really, really drunk. It's like as white as his head. Yeah. But then it was interesting, at the bottom of the Lad Bible story, they reported that this is not the first dildo heist we've seen in recent years. Last autumn, UK cops announced they were on the hunt for thieves who stole sex toys worth a million quid from a lorry parked up in a lay-by. I remember that. The van was parked up, was it a van or a lorry, on the A43 near Broughton Village, Northamptonshire, or Broughton Village. Um, so, yeah, they, they swiped £1 million worth of imported sex toys. The lorry was on its way to Rocksoft Limited in Kettering, which, according to the site, <laughs> is the UK's leading sex toy manufacturer and designer and flogs award-winning sex toys and adult pleasure products. Speaking of which, um, I've I've had to go to Ipswich on a number of occasions. And mm-hmm. it's, instead of like there's a happy chef uh, or a little chef somewhere down the A14, there's a drive-through sex shop in the middle of nowhere. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, you, so you're, you're driving down the A14, uh, lots of lorries going to Felixstowe, and it and it, it looks it looks like it has been a, like a roadside cafe at some point. Uh, with a car park and whatever else and there's no other shops nearby it and you drive in and there you go bloody hell How i mean i've never i've never been in it but it, it's it's like it's like when you see like, random chinese restaurants in the middle of nowhere just yeah on the there side used of, to be little chefs yeah. and that it's, it's so I, I suspect it was the same but yeah um i'm sure it's on the a14 how random mm. I might need to take a road trip sometime. <laughs> well, it's also, we have um, the pleasure when we head south on certain roads of the giant cockwoods. Ah, giant cockwoods. Well, that's, that's. I'm sure that's on Facebook. That's uh, It's I'm a sure. place you can check in on Facebook. Yeah. Yes, it is, yeah. Cock-shaped yeah, woods. The, the giant cock-shaped woods. So. Is that not on the M74? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, it's just because every time we drive past it, you've got to check into it, obviously. Because who wouldn't tag a small forest shaped like a penis? <laughs> and then M seventy four cock shaped trees. Yes. And I, I, I don't. I hope it's deliberate. <laughs> I don't know um, if it is. Google it, folks. You you know you want to. Exactly. Get a selfie in front of it. <coughs> so Sorry. moving on, another one of. My favourite Facebook pages is um, You OK Hun, <laughs> which is basically a piss take. And actually quite a lot of what they share are very dramatic people's posts from Facebook. Um, yes. And so Men Behaving Dadly, which is also owned by You OK Hun, has done a fake one to try and start right. up some response. So do you want to explain it? Because it did take me a second to understand it. So there's, it's a permission slip from school. So I give my permission for my child, wee Johnny, in class, whatever, to take part in a multicultural enrichment learning development session about Arabic numerals from September 2020. And then the parent would sign that and hand it in. And and the, the post on uh, man behaving badly is, no way am I signing this permission slip to let my kids learn Arabic numerals 
from September. It's discussing how schools are trying to silently creep them in to the curriculum. And if we all make a stand against it, they'll have to reconsider. Now, the thing is, this is a troll yep. who is deliberately troll fishing. And it was reshared on his UOK Hun page. Now, the thing is, the catch that most people don't get is that the number system that we use is Arabic. Yes. Right? So, because pre that, we probably used Roman numerals or something. Yes. But yeah, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, the numeric, the way they look, is Arabic. So when this person is trolling by saying cultural nourishment about learning about Arabic numerals, they already know them. Yeah. But most of the mouth breathers don't understand that. So he obviously did a bit of a fishing expedition on this. Um, What have you found? So the guy who posted it says, sweet galloping Jesus, how the hell is it possible to throw elements of the left and the right at the same time? I mean, this is it, because it's funny. People are saying um, next they'll be teaching them the Latin alphabet. (laughs) Um, Not a chance who comes out with this shit. This happens to be Britain, not the Middle East. You, you just you do uh, Arabic numerals are much better for children than the X-rated Roman numerals. <laughs> uh, someone else has put they want to start teaching the foreigners English first. Can't understand a damn thing on these PPI claim calls. Yeah, they um some folk just didn't get the joke, did they? No, and this is funny because someone's put. Can we please cam- have a campaign to provide schools with fonts other than Comic Sans? I know, that that is offensive. Yes. Um, and uh, there's a lot of people commenting, it's brilliant how many people don't get the joke. Um, someone's put, they tried to force me to learn them when I was VI, thankfully. My father never recognised the fall of Byzantium, so I dodged that one. <laughs> At least they're not teaching Greek numbers because they've done zero for numeracy. Um, I'm reminded of a story where an an American radio DJ got in trouble for saying on air that dihydrogen monoxide was coming through the taps (laughs) that that stuff's nasty eh? yeah this is it it's a a pernicious solvent that'll uh, that'll get everywhere but this is it but it's amazing because some some of the people in these comments were taught Arabic numerals way back in the 60s and 70s Someone's put just sticking to just stick to learning Spanish that way they can order a full English whilst on holiday in Benidorm when older. Oh wait, they speak English in Benidorm. On a scale of I to X, how angry <laughs> does this make you? <laughs> um, they they come over here with their concept of mathematical zero and single glyph number system. It's a VI of one and half an XII of the other. <laughs> It's, um, yes, and someone has quite rightly pointed out, I'm not sure if I'm more concerned at people being worried about this from a cultural perspective or of how few people know anything about the numbers they use. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I, I knew that when I was at school. Um, no way. So someone's being ironic here uh, with the usual spelling of a sort of a British first post. No way is I letting my kids learn Muslimic writing at school. 
they will learn English like me. <laughs> Someone's put, now this person obviously takes it on face value and doesn't get the joke. Sad that there has to be permission attained for foreign language learning at all at all in schools when GCSE language takers are failing massively due mainly to Brexit. Yeah, they've not got it. Uh, someone's put, I always say, if you need a permission slip, should you really be doing it? Uh, schools are planning on making kids drink dihydrogen monoxide too when they are when they go back. I'm very worried. <laughs> um, embarrassing stance to take, unfollowing, childish and scared of other cultures. The more you know, the better, surely. It's a set of numbers. If it had said any other culture before the word number, then you'd not have thought twice. Horrible that the school felt they even needed to send out a consent form for this due to ignorant opinions like this. That's the definition of a snowflake if ever I saw one. Oh dear me. Need a permission slip to teach about the real Jesus, not make-believe. And then there's some sort of gif where um, <laughs> things Jesus were not. White, American, homophobic, nationalistic, rich, full of hate, Christian. <laughs> It's an absolutely appalling choice of font. Outraged. Yeah, um, yeah. I've never been a fan of Comic Sans. Someone um, said, yes, though I'm glad we did Arabic numbers when I was at school. It saves on paper when doing calculations. Imagine explaining pi using Roman numerals. <laughs> oh, so someone else is riffing on the British first sort of idiot post. All I'm saying is I want English England numerals for the English. They can't be coming over here with their Arabian numerals, trying to trying to put to put down the Islamic laws on us. <laughs> exactly why foreign graduates come to England and get the good jobs, lol. In today's world, speaking just English is no longer enough or relevant, so we need to either get with the times or get left behind. Oh dear. <laughs> Someone points out, are you trying to get picked up by right-wing Twitter again? <laughs> Someone's put, oh, this is brilliant, actually. How long until they start requiring schools to teach algebra and other Sharia maths? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's brilliant, but it is also kind of sad. That you, you, do you know, I... I um... I sometimes it beggars belief sometimes that things I took for granted when I, you know I learned at school, uh, I find myself explaining things to and 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 you know and I there's been posts in the past where people on Twitter haven't realised that Titanic the film was fictional. Yes. Um, yes. You know, the and, 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 science, but yeah. the rest of it was fake. You know, and, and stuff like that, and then other again, you know. Whilst um, you know we live in Scotland, and there should perhaps be more emphasis on on, on Scottish history, but generally speaking, the, the sort of key dates uh, peppered throughout this, the, the the history syllabus. Um, you know, you, you, I I'll just say a date. You know, look at someone expecting to get the punchline, yes. and then they have to explain that you know the Great Fire London or, or the end of the the bubonic plague. Um, you know stuff like that and you know 1066 uh battle of hastings you know and, and even daft stuff like that you just learn by rote and yeah. people look at you like you're mental well this is it it's it, i find it 
Yeah, it's, do you know, it's a behaviour that I'm actually starting to change was because I wouldn't make jokes like that uh-huh. because people wouldn't get them. You wouldn't and get them, no. Like I was the idiot. Yeah. And I'm like, no. But now I just do it because I find it quite amusing when people don't get it. <laughs> or, or there is one guy in the, in the audience who does get it. He's got like, oh, the knowing smile. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, we can be smug bastards together. That's fine. But yeah, there's a lot of people. um, Yeah, someone's put grandchildren, but no. If people don't want to integrate, they shouldn't be doing maths. (laughs) I do like that. (laughs) I doff my cap. I would be worried letting my parents learn anything from a school that puts an apostrophe in parents. No, that's right. Yeah. Um. No Arabic num- n- numbers allowed here. Not on my watch. <laughs> Actually, what is no my watch? My watch has got this because like, obviously some have. Uh, I don't uh, need watch. a watch. Well, I have a digital watch, so I have stupid numbers because I was dumb. When, when I worked for Tesco's, I don't know if it was some sort of anxiety thing, but if I didn't wear a watch uh, um, or if I got my watch or my watch would run, battery run out, I would get terribly anxious. And then when, when I left Tesco's uh, to go to university, um, I stopped wearing one. You're like, fuck uh, you, watch. Yeah, you know, I stopped wearing it. and I, I didn't wear one for about three years. Um, and then when I started work again, it was handy for the day. But, um, no, it was, it, was, it was almost liberating just... Just living, living my yeah. best life without, without worrying about time. Yeah, I've got a Fitbit, so I only really wear it if I'm like leaving the house, to be fair. It's not one of those automatically put on things in the morning. But <laughs> Someone else. Next thing, it'll be foreign stuff like geometry and astronomy and chess and wine. Why did we even bother with crusades? <laughs> Someone, I mean, to be fair, some people are actually quite thankful because they learned something from some Venus, Venice Springs. Okay, this is actually great and taught me something new. All right. Which you know, if it if it genu- I didn't know that we used Arabic numerals. I have to say. Um. But yeah, I. I didn't know it, but I pretty much figured it out as soon as I saw the post. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, During his first week in an international school run on British lines, my eight-year-old put up his hand when the teacher asked who used Arabic numbers. Laughed there all round till the teacher said he was the only one who knew that the numbers we use are Arabic. The numbers used in the Arab world today are Indian and Pakistani. Um. Yes, because if you've ever been, I mean, I've been to Egypt. Um, mm-hmm, so think, thinking, thinking Arabic numerals, um, and you're kind of looking at them, going, they don't look like the numbers. <laughs> you know, Arabic, you know, Egyptian number plates. So you kind of going, they don't, they don't wholly look like. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, it's funny because another person who does not understand the joke needs more clarification. Which symbols is this letter? and the school talking about. Our current math system is the same concept, but the symbols we use are an European adaptation of Arabic numbers. When writing numbers in Arabic, the symbols are completely different depending on the region, but I think it would be cool for my kids to learn different number systems, especially if they happen to travel to the region. And helpfully, she has put a table of the Hindu Arabic numeral right. system showing the differences in the um, the symbols. See, she should get barred for being sensible. 
Uh, don't know why people wouldn't want to learn them. It's as easy as one, two, three. <laughs> so that was quite a good one. So if anyone says, would you like to learn Arabic numerals? You already know them. Indeed. Don't, it's like it's like when I used to tease people by saying that their epidermis was showing. <laughs> and then like you'd, you'd catch an idiot out by going, where? Where is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, they wouldn't know. So, yeah, if someone tries to trick you with that, all numbers are Arabic numbers, apart from the Roman ones. Anyway, let's move on to our final topic. And this is slightly different this week. So this this is a story I heard about in 2014. Um, but it's been brought I, back this year. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's not died. Um when I read, so somebody, uh, it was on a, it was on a, a forum um, called Beta um, B3TA, um, and somebody they would they would post random links, um, and I, I read this link from from Amazon, and I, honestly, I, I I almost had to call an ambulance because I couldn't breathe out. I, I think was some of the people in this Amazon post did too. I mean, honestly, I yes, breathing out from the wrong end. So, <laughs> so instead of put a corner, what we're going to try and attempt to do is read some of these reviews uh, without me dying uh, of, of, of laughter. So basically, um, Haribo sugar-free classic gummy bears, a one-pound bag, one-pound weight, not one-pound monetary. Uh-huh. And this is customer reviews of said sugar-free. So do you want to start... So what 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 should be borne in mind is they have a bizarre, interesting effect because they contain artificial sweeteners, which have an interesting side effect. Mm-hmm. So I've got one uh, from from 2012, which I think I believe is the review that I read the first time, and then we've got some more contemporaneous. Ones. Yes. Oh man, words cannot express what happened to me after eating these. The gummy bear cleanse. If you if you are someone who can tolerate sugar substitute, enjoy. If you are like the dozens of people that tried my order, run. First of all, for taste, I would rate these as a five. Good, uh, soft, uh, true to taste, fruit flavours, like the sugar variety. I was a happy camper. But, or should I say but, uh, <laughs> not not long after eating 20 of these, all hell broke out. I had gastrointestinal experience like I've never, and nothing I could ever imagine. Cramps, sweating, bloating beyond my worst nightmares. I've had food poisoning from some bad shellfish, and it was almost like a skip in the park compared to what was going on inside me. Then came uh, the flatulence. Heaven to Murgatroyd, that sounds like trumpets calling demons back to hell. The stench was like a thousand rotting corpses vomiting. I couldn't stand to stay in one room for fear of succumbing to my own odours. But wait, there's more. What came out of me felt like someone had tried to funnel Niagara Falls through a coffee strong. Oh, fuck. I swear my sphincter was screaming. I felt my delicate starfish was a gaping maw, projectile vomiting, a torrential flood of toxic waste. 100% liquid, flammable liquid napalm. I actually bit... It was actually a bit humorous for a nanosecond. Just beyond anything I could imagine possible. And this went on for hours. I felt violated when it was over, um, <laughs> which I think might have been something in the early morning of the next day. There was stuff coming out of me. I ate at a wedding in 2005. 
I had five pounds of these innocent-looking, delicious hell bears, so I told a friend about what happened to me. Thinking it had come to be some type of sensitivity, I had to sugar substitute, and in spite of my warnings and graphic descriptions, she decided to take her chances and take them off my hands. Silly woman. All the same for her, and a phone call... Uh, from her whilst on the toilet because she kind of living in the bathroom for a spell telling me she really wished she would have listened i think she was crying her sister was skeptical and suspected we were exaggerating so she took them to work since there was still 99 percent of the five pound bag left she works for a construction company where there are builders roofers house painters and landscapers lots of people who generally have limited access to toilets on a given day i can't imagine where all of those poor men and women pooped that day I keep envisaging men on roofs crossing the ledge and trying to decide if they can make it down the ladder or should they just jump. Oh, if you order these, best of luck to you and please don't post a video review after during the aftershocks. <laughs> okay, I have a corona-related one. Uh-huh. My friend hasn't been practising social distancing during the pandemic, so I bought him a bag of these gummies for his birthday. It's now been 10 days since he left the house out of fear of pooping himself again. <laughs> I'm not going to say Haribo sugar-free classic gummy bears are the cure for the coronavirus, but it certainly helped slow down the spread. (laughs) Here's another one, right? One of our beloved physicians brought a bag of gummy bears to work to share with the staff during one night shift. Not realising they were the famous dreaded sugar-free gummies, multiple staff throughout the shift grabbed a handful of gummies while passing by and each have their own near miss stories but this is mine the next morning I have to run an errand about an hour and a half from my house on the drive home down a curvy back country road my stomach suddenly begins to cramp and I feel the immediate urge to empty my bills frantic as I realised I'm not going to make it home I start searching for a place to pull over the end of a gated logging road perhaps (laughs) I'm speeding along, arching my back, practising llamas breathing techniques. Anything to stall the inevitable. I pass the first turn-off that has a sheriff's car parked at the end and keep searching sweat pouring down my forehead and bubbling noises in my guts that drown out the heavy metal on the stereo. Finally, I spot the end of a, bush, a brushy trail and whip my truck sideways, thrusting the driver's side door open and leaping from the seat to scurry around to the other side. I turn around with fingers and waistband, about to drop trow and look up to my horror, realising it is indeed the end of the driveway and the folks outside are staring down towards me, probably wondering what this crazed individual is about to do. For several moments, I seriously considered just completing the task and running away but I couldn't imagine my parents seeing the cell phone video of myself on social media later in the day I scurried back around the truck and halfway there the ability to hold back the hot lava flow of liquid stool from making a hasty exit out of my spasming rectum was lost and I crapped my pants right there on the side of the truck my bowels cramped up and expelled every drop of liquid from my body. At that point, I'm now standing there with leggings full of hot liquid stool running into my shoes and debating on what the next best course of action should be. Of course, I have no extra clothes or any towels in my truck. What do I do? Do I call someone? Do I drive home the remaining 20 minutes? After a few moments of self-reflection, I decided to strip off my shirts and lay them on the seat of my truck and get inside. It was a rather uncomfortable drive home with the windows all down and skin burning on the backs of my legs and buttocks. 
It was one of the longest 20 minute periods of time I've ever experienced in my entire life. I alternated between crying and laughing at the situation and checking the speedometer like a paranoid drunk, thinking I can't possibly get pulled over right now because what would I say? Yes, officer, I crap my pants. That's what that smell is. Tears streaming down my face. I finally arrive home, screeching to a halt in the driveway in front of the automatic garage door I triggered as I was drifting the curve onto my road. Holding the bottom of my pants legs closed tight, I awkwardly stagger into my house and immediately into the shower fully closed. Fast forward three weeks and I'm at work hearing about the other incidents and the light bulb clicks on. 35 years old and I had to reset the clock for how long since you last crapped your pants countdown. Thanks, Dr. Hansen. Lesson learned. Make sure the gummy bears are not the sugar-free version. They're so oh, vivid. Indeed. This is better than Poetry Corner. Susan could never evoke such a <laughs> Seen any other ones that you quite like? Um, I, I, you know, uh, uh, um, I'm just going to start off by saying that you can try and not eat a whole bag, but eventually will because it's a delicious treat. And when you do, your stomach and sphincter will violently vomit. Deformed families of fused gummy bears. It once seems like a painful eternity. Oh, God. I will never do this again. Um, <laughs> Lycosin. So that must be an American brand of, uh, uh, of um, laxative. Latin for, oh, my God, my 220 pounds of internal organs, flotsam and jets in an awful attempt in the egress, a 2.5 centimetre opening all at once. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, this was the day my life changed. I bought a, a, pa- a bag of these delicious Satan snacks and they took me back to the past. They took me back to the day Pompeii erupted. Instead of lava, there was hot brown liquid feces exploding out of what could be the black pit of hell. I was sitting on my toilet, sweaty as fuck. It felt like I was in a sauna after drinking veggie free kombucha whilst being punched in the gut by Arnold Schwarzenegger. The worst part was I didn't have any toilet paper. I questioned myself if I should use my dog to wipe my trap of hell, but I'd rather shoot him before I put him through hell like that place. All in all, 10 out of 10, great gift, would buy again. <laughs> uh, here's one. First off, this is from... Um... <coughs> this is from 2014. First off, let me start by saying I used to pride myself on having a cast iron stomach. Keywords used to. These little monstrosities initially had no effect, and I was mentally disappointed in my purchase. Indeed, if there is a hell, that's what my entire digestive system went into a few hours after the fact. If I had to describe what was happening using a song title, it would be Chocolate Rain by Tay Zondi. Some stay dry, definitely. I definitely felt the pain. It felt like World War Three had just been declared in my stomach with the amount of gurgling it was doing. Part of me was terrified I was indeed going to die with my pants around my ankles inside a porta potty. It was so bad. I was fairly certain the cleaners were going to be gagging in the morning when they came through. If you're a sick bastard who feels like you deserve some sort of punishment, this is for you. You will think about everything bad you've ever done in your entire life while praying for death oh to tell you it's I wasn't just reunited with the gum from third grade. I was reunited with the coins I ate in uh, kindergarten. Don't let the generic packing fool you. Oh, God. Okay. A delicious treat that should be be enjoyed only after the following preparations have been made. (coughs) 
One, make sure it's Friday and cancel all weekend plans. For good measure, go in, go ahead and call in sick for Monday. Two, call the city and make sure your water bill is paid in full. <laughs> Three, visit your local hardware store and purchase a sink attachment for your garden hose as toilet paper will quickly become too painful to bear. <laughs> Four, give advance notice to family members, roommates and neighbours unless you're keen on trying to give birth to a crushed watermelon while convincing your local SWAT team that both the screaming and demonic noises are from you and a dynamic entry would only bring about more needless suffering. Five, redo your restroom in motivational pictures, ones with like with slogans like courage is fear hanging on one minute longer. The only easy day was yesterday, etc. I also advise posting up the suicide prevention hotline number or having a dedicated <laughs> friend or other support group to walk you through the low times. Lastly, I must strongly urge you to consider why you're thinking of buying this project. This product is it a sense of deep self-loathing a reckless sense of adventure are you researching dysentery perhaps you are the drill sergeant of some extreme commando unit seeking to break down the enemy's will to fight by airdropping these into their midst if you are just curious then let me say oh fellow human beware for this life is dangerous enough next time i'll i want a thrill i'll skydive without a parachute at least <laughs> that way i'll have a chance Here's a short one from 2018. I had some of these before dinner, currently sitting on the toilet of my favourite Mexican restaurant, crapping my brains out. Honestly, don't think this is from the beans and rice I had after reading some of these reviews. Someone's just put good cleanser. Uh, and someone said, I got some of these in my stocking for Christmas. I guess Santa hates me. It hurt. <laughs> it still hurts. I just got over the flu and now this. I didn't realise it was the gummies, but after coming across a meme online, oh, I found the culprit. Three is too many, way too many. <laughs> um, someone else <clears throat> from 2014. I have chronic slow pipes all my life and I've tried every OTC laxative on the market, eaten fibre-rich breakfast cereals that have been called nuclear laxative in a box, taken high-dose fibre tablets, you name it. None of them have ever uh, done me any good at all. Zero zip, zilch, nada. But the only things that have ever helped me was the occasional binge drinking of a lot of beer and a bout of salmonella back on Christmas weekend of 2010. So naturally, when I read about the bowel-loosening properties of these gummies, I was sceptical that it would work on me. But I figured, what the heck? I ain't got nothing to lose except what needs to go anyway. <laughs> well, I, I ate about 20 of them in the space of 30 minutes, and I have to say right now, they taste great. You cannot tell they're sugar-free. But in fact, I'd say they're slightly sweeter than the ones with real sugar in them. Seriously. But anyway, it took about two hours for me to notice the side effects. But eventually, after some rumbling noises down below, I needed to make a trip to the bathroom. But honestly, it wasn't that bad. An hour later, a second trip. And it was a bit more urgent than the first, but trust me, I've had worse. <laughs> Beyond that, I've had some gas for a couple of hours before going to bed, but otherwise, the experience <clears throat> was nothing extraordinary by any means. The following night, I had about seven or eight pieces, but nothing happened. So they definitely worked, but unless you have a really sensitive bile, I would say most comments here are grossly overstated for humour and shock value. <laughs> Do you think? Well, the thing is, I, I quite like the fact, I, I quite like the number of people who are using them as some kind of revenge on colleagues and shitty bosses <laughs> and all this kind of stuff, um, and just using them to prank. Someone's put bottom, afraid to eat them. <laughs> Which, I mean, I, 
someone's referred to it now. They've used the American brand name, so I will use a, a I will use a British name to give you the the kind of visual perspective. Looked like someone threw a chocolate yazoo into a ceiling fan. <laughs> Someone's got a post called a, a review called Rainbow Coloured Fun. There comes oh, a time in one's life when they simply ask why. I asked myself that question one week ago this very night. Why did I not read the reviews before ordering these gummy gummy seeds of Satan? <laughs> What's, what started out is nothing more than my ordering something to munch on my watch a football game turned into two days. Intestinal terrorism. I sat down on Sunday afternoon with my bag of gummy bears to watch the Giants. Picked up my feet, sat back, started popping these bad boys three or four at a time. Everything started out okay at first. Giants had a lead. I was joined my relaxing Sunday, and that's when the trouble started. Eli Manning fumbled, and I first felt the rumble in my stomach. Nothing dawned on me at the time, but if I could only get back and warn my unsuspecting soul what was yet to come. It was a close game in the entire second half after that fatal moment. There would be no comeback or Giants victory today. Eli threw an interception, what was returned for a game-winning touchdown, and I yelled, oh no, for two reasons that day. Seeing the defender cross the goal line for the score, blammo, the dazzledly bears of gumminess had conquered my digestive tract and wasn't <laughs> taking any prisoners. The next three hours of my life were a blur of mixed emotions, <laughs> crying, moaning, numbness in both my legs from sitting on the toilet for so long. Also in my heart for what was once a childhood joy, it's now an adulthood horror. Who would have thunk that rainbow-coloured gummy bears could manifest itself in such an evil of multiple brown bag ragdolls like floating in the porcelain bowl, need to be flushed away in all urgency, so as not to leave a reminder of that day. Gummy bears, you are no longer a friend of mine. No, you are not. Oh, my God. It's... um... And someone's tried to explain the scientific breakdown of the the maltitol, which is the the sugar free ingredient yeah. that and how it basically causes I, I don't know. I mean I got very sick in Egypt about ten years ago now. Uh-huh. And this these these some of these comments are just giving me PTSD. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if there some Amazon products get these amazing reviews and this is one of them and it's just brilliant it's so i mean there are hundreds we could sit and read them for hours for hours yes and still be equally amused yeah so there's there's 118 reviews and 271 customers have rated it 46 percent rating it five stars but probably for the right reasons to be fair I mean, I don't know. If you really hate someone, maybe buy the bears. <laughs> this is yes. one of those occasions where sugar is not bad for you. <laughs> Did not cause explosive diarrhea. Very disappointing. One star. <laughs> someone, yeah, someone said that they tried giving them to their stepdad, but nothing happened, so they were quite upset. Um, someone goes, taste the rainbow? Shot the rainbow, more like. <laughs> Um, work like a charm. My wife and I prank each other and I got these for her. She's a diet fanatic. These little bears sure did a big job. My wife thought she had food poisoning. She definitely ended up losing weight so she couldn't be that upset. Going to buy more. Oh, dear me. If I ever buy you gummy bears, don't eat them. 
No, I know. Born in United. <coughs> I mean, the thing is, I I have eaten vegetarian Haribo, so there's no pig's trotters in it. Um, but I don't think I've ever had sugar-free Haribo. Didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> Someone refers to their butt as Mount Anus. It took. It says it took only moments before the volcano Mount Anus had blown its top. The air yeah. quickly turned poisonous from the moon and sulfuric fumes that spewed forth. Honestly, some people are really using their literary talents to write the reviews, so highly recommend yes. you click the link in our show notes and, and have a look for yourself. I just die laughing. I won't read this one, but it's called The Brown Wedding. Oh, God! <laughs> you can only imagine. Oh, no! But good p- points for the Game of Thrones reference. So. Yes. Anyway... With that lovely mental imagery, we will leave it at that for this week. Remember, as we were saying, please rate and review. Give us five stars if you like. If nothing else, we're highly entertaining. And we will read less fecally aligned reviews in future if you prefer. (laughs) But from me and from Ken, that's all for this week. Goodbye. Don't read the comments as a Pandacap Media production. Our theme music was created by Amelia Baylor. Find her on Twitter at Amelia Baylor.